better start recording that just in case YouTube something goes there. I forgot to hit that button, but that's all right. Uh, I want to pull up this picture, Hunter. There's one one little thing I noticed mm-hmm. while they were standing beside each other. Um, make this as, as big as I can. Open image. Here we go. Oh yeah, that turned out real fucking giant. <laughs> that was awful. It was the picture I wanted. Let's do yeah. this one. This will do it. That's even better. Look at if you can't. It's a bad angle, but best I can do. Or look at the hands of Mike compared to Roy. He's got bigger hands than him. Like it's 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 it, the angle I was going to show you a minute ago was better, but he definitely has bigger hands than Roy. Yeah, and, and Roy was sitting there talking about you know how every punch hurt. I mean, maybe you can maybe see a little bit on this. Let's try this. One. Mike's just got bigger hands. I mean, you can, can, you, so you can tell bigger. that, can't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's got bigger hands. And, and again, that, that's not Tyson's best body he's ever had, obviously, but uh, it's still, that's a pretty good 54-year-old body. Um, he's still got those big hands, those, those fast arms. So, all right, uh, I thought it was uh, overall good for the good for the sport. Um, I, I think, think it did its job and was entertaining. I think people... We're wanting a knockout. Um, Duh. I think people were wanting more headshots, which they didn't get. Um, the eight, if Roy had to fight three minute rounds, it would have been, we think, well, we didn't think he was, like, Will's like, he's not lasting uh, six rounds of three minutes on, on, on like this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so we didn't know, you know, we thought the two minute thing helped him and, and all that. So. Anyway, that, we had fun. Other than the, I've been banned from Facebook. <laughs> it, it, it it was about as internet inter, inter, interesting, entertaining, crazy show here uh, up the hall for about an hour as, as it could possibly get. All right, um, <clears throat> I want to talk about this wreck a little bit uh, in Formula One. Um, it, it, do you know how to pronounce his name? I do not. It's pronounced. It's spelled Gross Gene. But I, I don't want to <laughs> do that wrong. So, Hunter, this uh, Formula One racer. Um, that thing was a ball of fire. So, he, he go. it's the first lap. Do you know that? I didn't know it was the first, first lap. lap. Uh, it's it's French. So, Grosjean. Grosjean. Grosjean, probably. Uh, I'm, try, I'm looking for a... A... Uh, a pronunciation guide, but it's the, all the ones where I had to listen to it, and I don't have my ears plugged in to be able to hear Grosjean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't say. It. Anyway, how about this? So he goes through the barrier. Um, the car rips in half, and he was basically in the fire. Grosjean. Grosjean. Okay, now I'm ready for it. So uh, Grosjean... Um, was in the fire. I said for twenty eight seconds, and um, so what we've seen so far from it, it, it you know, from his injuries, is that he's just got some burns on his hands. Hunter it, it is all, and um, I, I'm gonna try to find a some type of video that won't get get us kicked off, but we'll see. Um, he says okay, uh, he'll be back. Um, one of the, the the big controversies about it, and, and I wanted to talk about 
and, and kind of show you something about it is this thing called the halo. Have you ever heard of it? No. Okay. So they've invented this thing that, that goes on the car, and there's been a big argument about it um, for the past few years. You know, of course, fans don't like how it looks, and you know, that's not what what the deal is. It's a mm-hmm. it's a safety device. Let me pull it up for you folks. So you see this T bar, basically. It's basically a mm-hmm. roll. It's basically like a roll cage. Got it. For IndyCar. So, I mean, this is your view, and this is what you know. People were going to try to complain about is is that you couldn't see, but as you can see, it's it's to protect um, the driver's heads basically from right. hit, from hitting things that aren't. From hitting things, basically. Just basically so it's, yeah. it's open cockpit, and when you flip, turn, roll over, your head is exposed, and it's going to hit the pavement and other things. They're trying to, you know, if we can keep that from happening, that should drastically save uh, lives. Um, and, and so they've invented this thing called the halo, and there's arguments about it. Well, how it looked, does it affect driving? Um, this guy right here is testing it in the bottom left corner. He said that, um, almost, that, that in F1, you're almost never looking straight ahead anyway uh you're checking mirrors or you're looking at your wheels and the only time really you're looking straight ahead up is on starts and or restarts or, or however they do it and you're looking at the green light and that's really the only thing he said uh he could see would be would be an issue but like i said the thing is designed to to protect the the driver um in a crash these are some pretty good shots here in the Ferrari. Um, so your head's just right below it, Hunter. So yeah. that's they're saying that's that pretty much cut that barrier and kept, and, and just split the barrier so to kept, and kept him alive. And then the a guy a few weeks ago had crashed upside down, like in the halo. He mm. could he could crawl so if this is on if this is touching the ground, you can crawl out actually between those that gap. Yeah. It, so, like a roll cage is what it's, it's it's for being able to be able to get through that. Um, so, anyway, um, Grosjean, let's see if I can pull up something over, over it, uh, if they'll show any part of it. Um, he went directly, you can see the, the big fire fireball behind it. Um, he got clipped and went just directly right into it, and there he is jumping out, and, and the medical people got there quickly as possible uh did a great job outstanding job actually um <laughs> just, just just see i i just i really would like to get get hunter you know you where you could just click on it and you see this guy hit the hit the hit the thing and then it just it just blows up and 28 seconds it, it was let's see if this one is i should i should have looked this up before we, before we got to it but boom there's the fire so he's in the fire. Look at this. They're putting it out. Oh, here comes a guy out of the middle of it. How insane is that? I'd be freaking out. <laughs> and uh, they're gonna they're gonna show his. There's the car he was in. You see the halo sitting there. Um, that they're talking about. And then there's the there's Grosjean, uh, in the uh, in the hospital bed. And Hunter here in 2020, we've had two. 
uh, big time wrecks here in, 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 in racing that, you know, as soon as it happened, fans immediately thought the worst mm-hmm. Ryan Newman earlier this year to start the season, uh, up in Daytona and then, and then this, and then just to see him like emerge out of those flames is just insane. Like, like honestly, they have no, no chance of putting that fire out with what those little fire extinguishers and they're just spraying it on right. him, hoping that, that they help him. And they did, um, Rodney Childers, Kevin Harvick's uh, fire chief, I saw him make a comment about, um, you know, these fire seats don't actually last long. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're there to for, for seconds. Yeah. And and, and, the, and the fire suits did their job and uh, everybody involved. Uh, it, it just makes you think, like, what does Jimmy Johnson think when he sees this? Mm-hmm. You know, these cars, wrecking in one of these things is different than – Oh, by far. Than anything in NASCAR. Like, you can that's bump a, That's grind. a rocket. It's, You're just in a small rocket. You hit the wall. I mean, we, in our NASCAR, you can bounce off the wall and mm-hmm. stay in the race. But in one of these, it's... <laughs> You're in a tube. They're going 170 yeah. miles per hour, whatever it is. Uh, it, yeah, I know he wasn't going that fast to start that race there. I think it was only going, like, like 100 miles per hour right at it when, when that happened. But just an incredible, incredible sight. Um, All right, Hunter. Let's go over to our uh, – let's talk college football. And uh, this weekend had all kinds of weird and, and fun things. How about this Vandy kicker? <coughs> yeah. How about her? They uh, send her out there. She doesn't get a chance to kick for a score. She uh, does a kick off. She gets to do a kickoff. And kicks it wrong. Because Vandersbilt is so bad yeah. that they didn't get a chance to score. And then – at the end of the game, the day after, they fire the coach. Think about that. They fired him the day after bringing this girl out there. All the good publicity they got. Right. And all the things that they got. And then the very next day. Now, remember, we're talking about, you know, the vaunted Commodores football program mm-hmm. here who's won so many SEC championships. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 what standard? And I'm not saying... And, and there's so many thoughts about the girl. Congratulations that she got to play. Of course, there's arguments where we're like, why are none of the men's players, were they not allowed to try out uh, as far as the soccer goes or how that went? So many different weird questions about right. it. And then Listen, the coach, I'll, I'll then say the coach this. getting fired. I'll say this. You know what? Congratulations. Anybody that Sarah kick, Fuller. I don't care. Fine. Yeah. Congr- congratulations. I'm fine with that. To me, right. though, place kicker. That would be it for me if I, if I was her. I would only want to be a place kicker. The, I don't think people realize, and this has nothing to do with saying girls can't play sports. I'm not saying that. But what is it? What's going to happen when she's the last man back there on a kickoff return? She only have to be the last person. I've I've been on the football field. There, there's headhunters. Hunters. That's what I'm saying. There's eleven people, and eleven on eleven. And are they going to throw a flag for unnecessary roughness? And uh, and for see hitting a girl, and it's the <laughs> is that and, be the, is and that it's be one the of those things where it's like <laughs> I I know girls can play sports and I know many very athletic girls I I do, and you can play soccer you can play basketball these are things that men do. That's fine, but football I if you have a women's football league and I'm not talking lingerie football okay I'm talking a legitimate women's football league Them I come hit. they hit they like I understand one. they hit. But you don't have one out there that's 250 mm-hmm. running probably a 4-3 just like you said, headhunting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who you are. You get locked in, and that's who you're hitting. Oh, it's, yeah. And it's just, 
Whoever's on that front row could easily just say, <laughs> as soon as she kicks it, I'm running straight at her. And Field goal <laughs> kicker? I'm fine with it. Field go- you're going to go out there and you're going to score points for a team? Absolutely. Punters and kickoff? <sighs> I'm nervous. I'm not saying she can't do it. I'm nervous. I would because definitely say no on the punt. I'm I'm nervous. Because you have to cover. I'm nervous. Kickoff. If, if if you're doing onside or kicking it through the end zone, then it don't matter. Right. But returning kick, uh, pl- d- defending a kick is is different than <laughs> than just. That, why do you think they moved the kickoff up so yeah. more of them went through the back of the yeah. end zone so we didn't have as many big collisions? Again, congratulations to Sarah Fuller because you never thought it was going to happen at a Power Five school. That's what really made a big well, difference. This was a big SEC school. But everyone the, knew oof. that kicking it would be the only. And if they want to say girls can do it and play this and play that. Yes and no. They they can't play any position on like the there's, field. There's there's nothing you there, can't come out there. It's not you know it's a safety defeminized. I was gonna say it's nothing it's, against that you're a woman and you want to try and play thing. a wide receiver position. But I don't want to see a maybe hundred and thirty pound woman running across the middle. And with the opportunity of a 250-pound linebacker lighting her up. Yeah, muscle, it's, it's muscle just, mass, all that stuff. It would not end well. No. And, and it's not saying that girls can't play football. That's what I mean by it. It's like women's football league where, where it's there's not as much of a safety hazard. Because we see some of the hits that happen even today with how strict the rules are about how you hit people. And they still are violent. Mm-hmm. Very violent. Well, just, just Hunter, just... It is a safety thing Listen, for me. You're thinking, think about you're you're, only, you're just thinking about football. What about let's talk about soccer? Your your sport. Mm-hmm. How would she fare playing professional men's soccer? It'd still be more physical, right? Well, the physicality would probably yeah. Let's say she's a different position, right? You're saying can men play or women can play men's sports? Listen, I play in basketball. We scrimmaged in ninth grade, tenth grade, JV team, the varsity girls teams. We would just smoke them. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, and they were good teams. Like right. the girls' teams that we had at our schools were really good. It was just a physical difference, and that's why I'm just wondering about. You know, we can probably talk football. We won't and, and hypotheticalize, but when they when they junior boys soccer team mm-hmm. consistently beats the Olympic team, like don't that was it the thirteen or the sixteen and under team yeah. beats the Olympic team? Like I. And I and I'm meaning this in the very night. Like I'm not trying to put anybody down. Right. But when I was a either a junior or a senior, the men's soccer coach asked us to come out and scrimmage against. Or I'm sorry, the women's soccer coach asked us to come out there and scrimmage against them. Not and there was not a full team of us. There was maybe nine. So it was like nine of us on eleven, and we still outscored them. And it was not saying that the women's team was bad. Right. It was just. The speed that we could play at, we were more physical than they you were. Cut more muscle mass. There's a it's, difference in people. And, it, and it's and I'm not and like I said, I'm not saying that they can't play the sport. They're very right. good. It is just there would be a very big difference in if the men's United States team lined up against the women's United States team. And the women's United States teams winning World Cup after World Cup after Olympic championship. When, when, it's just yeah. there is a different speed mm-hmm. of the game. I think basketball would be your first indicator of of that ever happening and it's not mm-hmm. happened and I don't think. And it's and you know we could sit here and everybody just has to understand it is not that we don't think women can can't play sports because then we would sit here and say, "Oh, women shouldn't even have sports." Oh, they shouldn't even have. No, they can have it's just 
genetically. It should not be a question to anybody. Like this is this is just basic genetics, and you looking at a, a man's build versus a female's build. I think the one problem with football hunter is that it's so it's become so popular, mm. and it's so many people like football, right? Yeah, men and women to the point where it used to be. I would say when I was growing up, a lot of the, a lot of the football watching population actually played, whether it's Pop Warner or high school mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and it was kind of really men stuff. And then now it's turned into everybody watches it. So now, I could sit in a room like, and you can see this at college and stuff. You sit in a room with like a group of people mm-hmm. and they're talking about the game. Ninety percent of the people in the room don't have a fucking clue about really about anything that's going on on the football field. Like if you go to a Super like Bowl, like X's and O's, right? If you go yeah. to a Super Bowl party, and, and they're, just, be, they're fans, you'll have some you'll have someone sitting there going, "Well, she could play." And I'm like, "No, no, no, she couldn't." She could, you just listen. It just physically, you know, you could go out there and kick field goals and things like that. But she's not going to out there and playing tight end. She's not, you know, throwing blocks, making tackles. Like I um, want people like it, it's like a different, I know for my wash for the Washington team, obviously that I pull for. Montez Sweat is six foot eight and ran a four four forty. Like, and he's like two hundred and sixty pounds. Like, I, these are freak. I tell you, athletes the ones that, that like, are playing these sports. When people are like, "Why did he throw that ball?" or "Why did he throw that interception?" God, mm-hmm. he sucks. I'm like, he's an NFL quarterback. <laughs> he can throw a football, no matter what you think. Right. And the fact of the matter is, people don't. It's just the the little things that people don't watch or don't think or or, or like what you're talking about. Like, say when you throw a pick or. Like I've thrown picks, and you're just like, I didn't see that dude. Right. Like I'm getting chased by two guys here. Mm-hmm. One wide receiver didn't run the route right. The other guy, dumbass, is get is covered, and now I got one guy here sitting in the middle. And I throw it to him. The guy behind him picks it off. I didn't even see. Him. And I had two choices: throw the pass, throw it out of bounds, or get sacked. Right. Or three choices, and two of those are pretty bad. And you throw it, and you get picked. And you're like. Shit. And like, people, I, and like I said, I don't want people to think this that, that we just are against anti women in sports. It's just if a girl wants to play a position in men's NFL or men's college football, the kicker is really about the best best position she can play safety wise. Even if she had a decent enough arm and could throw a damn good football, whew, that's that's that would be cutting it close for me. Just because. The, that would be the other probably safest spot she could be in because even if she does get hit, it's like a 15-yard penalty half the time. Even with that, like, the muscle mass you have to have on your arm and shoulders to throw a football and throw it consistently. Like, like you know, when you throw a baseball, after two days of baseball practice, like, you can't move your arm if you hadn't warmed up in a while. Mm-hmm. And then that football is heavy, and and to throw it – like Hunter, I could throwing a football. It, it's it's heavier than people think. Then your hands. That's another another thing. That's the uh, is hand sizes. Mm-hmm. Like girls tend tend to not have huge hands, so mm-hmm. you have to have a big enough hand to be able to grip the ball to spin it the right way, or you can't even throw a spiral. So there's so many factors into this stuff, and and I, I'm like I said, I think it's I want to know, like, how do you how do you get the good publicity, the good news, get her out there on the field, try her out, you know, do all this, and then fire the coach the next day? Like like the last – when he was 0-9, that mm-hmm. one. But this is the one that that, no, that, that, that tipped the scales, honey. This know. is the one that we're going to fire him. And, 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 you know, of course, I, I don't like the coaches. 
you know, taking all their money and leaving the schools like they do. But again, getting fired at, at school. Uh, what's your expectations at Vanderbilt? It's like you know at Duke or Carolina. Vanderbilt or, is well, what's your expectations? Vanderbilt is a baseball school. <laughs> that is a baseball school. Some schools know what they are. Yeah, they are a baseball school, and I, that's just what they have always been. But uh, like when people are listening to this, don't think that we don't think girls should play, shouldn't play sports. There's just there is a reason. There is a reason why we have men's and women's leagues. Right. You so they that, can excel. Yes. That's that's it. It's an even playing field. I'm that's just I'm just saying that. I just so for her, congratulations. Great. You you did you had your moment and the kick really wasn't that great, but you did it. I mean just but kicking a football is not as easy good, as people think it is. Here's a good example is. about muscle mass and stuff, too, as far as comparing with, with the sexes. One sport I'm going to give you mm-hmm. where, where a skill should only matter, right? Golf. Girls don't play on the men's tour. No. They, they, Annika Swarston competed a few times in, in some of the things. Michelle, we tried to compete a few times, but at the end of the day, you're still hitting it less distance mm-hmm. and it's not so much on the drive if, if say you hit one here, here's here's the difference if tiger hits one 330 michelle hit we hits one 260 okay 70 yards when you think about it maybe it's not that big of a deal but mm-hmm. on your first shot but on your second shot now tiger's hitting one from 100 using a pitching wedge and you're hitting one from 170 using a seven iron that's different Right. That it's the second shot that makes the difference. Is 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 not only because even if if even if you played separate tees, and that's what's weird about golf is on the short tees. And I thought I'll, I've always thought, man, I don't know if the tees are actually doing it or not because if you move them up to the short tees and you hit it to one fifty, and I'm hitting from the blues and I hit one fifty, well, what on the second shot we're both hitting one fifty, and I'm mm. hitting pitching wedge and she's hitting a, a six iron, which is two completely different shots. Right, like, it's not even the same swing at all. So it's to to me just you know when you compare sports you're like well can a girl play football can a girl play basketball I'm like if they can't even play golf how are they going to be able to play these other sports where you're actually competing physically physically yeah on the same court at the same it's time? it's one of those things where they came into the room maybe baseball well yeah maybe baseball I like, I, I I played with a girl who played uh played softball and basketball at Mars Hill and. And I've always thought Cam could play second base and, and on our high school team. She could hit the ball good enough. Um, but uh, I think baseball could play. Well, she wouldn't have to be a power hitter. Could, no. You, no don't that's have to, and that's, you don't have to be a power Cam, hitter to Cam, play baseball. Cam, Cam could play second base. And I, I thought I actually thought she might give it a chance when we got to high school. Um, but she didn't. But uh, she ended up playing softball. And when, when you're recruited to play softball in college, I guess you just don't go play baseball. Right. right? Yeah, it's one of those, well, and what it, do you do? it comes do you down do? to one of those things. Where they they walked into Team USA basketball one time, and it was Kevin Durant and all them in there talking. And the question was, it was because Brittany Griner, obviously the, I think she's like six foot ten, six foot eleven, the women's center in for the NBA. I don't need talking about. She thought she could beat Demarcus Cousins one on one in basketball. <laughs> Six nine two oh five, and and that's a big and that's very tall for a woman. Very tall, six foot nine. But every person that they asked on men's USA basketball, I know, and and I know that Demarcus Cousins is their guy. 
But they all said, look, they, they would go with Boogie. Like, DeMarcus Cousins is like 6'10", 6'11", and a whole lot more physical. So well, If she's 6'9", 205, she'd be a heavyweight. Fighting. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> Roy and, Jones and, only six, uh, yeah. 210. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just and it's one of those things where it's like, look, it's not it's not a bad thing because you're probably super dominant in your sport right. in women's basketball. You're probably super dominant because there's nobody else around you that, that, that can do what you can do. But in the men's I I mean Boogie's six ten. How how many guys in the in in the NBA are just six ten and all they all they're used for is just backing down somebody in the post? That was the. I don't know. It's just when they get it, when you get on this conversation, it's tough for people not to look at you and say that's sexist. Well, that's, it's that's like just, no, it's that's the that's, that's, the, that's the word really. That's re, it's us being realistic. Demarcus is six eleven two seventy. Uh, he might only be two inches taller, but seventy pounds. That's yeah, why I keep saying 70, the word muscle mass yeah, in, in all, all the discussions. It's that, just <laughs> there's just there's a definite difference in size. All right. All right, so um, let's talk this college football. Um, our polls are, have, have been moving around. Um, uh, really, it's only been two spots that have been changing. Yeah, for the most part. It's been the 10 spot and the 15 spot. And the three. They weren't even in the oh, that's in the league last week. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't even in there last week, Hunter. And I was like, how could you have... Northwestern over, no. Notre, over Ohio State. Now they were. And I can't in. count five over four. They were in. They were in last week. The only right. difference was Northwestern was above Ohio State. Right. Do you have and it? He's on, having on, a freaking heart attack it? about that. Do you have the graphic? Oh yeah, I can pull it up. Yeah, let us do that. Just give me a second. The graphic. The graphic. Do you have the graphic? <laughs> you gotta remember we got we got we're we're professional now. We got graphics. It's almost well. like we're a real TV show. I don't know about all that. It so is. I'll just, while you're bringing up the graphic, I'll go <laughs> over the rankings. The <laughs> this, once again, is, we'll just call it KTC Broadcasting FBS, or I'm sorry, um, College Football Playoff. And what it is is 16 teams. One seed, Alabama. Two seed, Notre Dame. Three seed, Ohio State. Fourth seed is the Iowa State Cyclones. So there's your top four. And then the fifth seed right now would be the USC Trojans. Sixth seed would be Clemson. Seventh seed would be Florida. The eighth seed would be Oklahoma. The ninth seed would be Northwestern. Tenth seed would be Washington. The Huskies have made their debut this week. The 11th seed would be the Cincinnati Bearcats. The 12th seed would be Coastal Carolina. The 13th seed would be Marshall. 14th seed would be Boise State. 15, the Buffalo Bulls. And 16, BYU. So that is this week's, just based off of how everything paid out this last week, this is the college football playoff KTC broadcasting style. Why do people, especially college fans, it just will not register in their heads, in their hearts at all, Hunter, mm-hmm. about earning things as opposed to opinions. Like, it was just, just I, I could just tell it was killing Well, I Tom, have something like, I got to bring why, up Why is you. Northwestern not ahead of, or why is Ohio State not ahead of Northwestern? Who would put them there? And I'm like, five wins over four. It's not that hard. That's just as simple as that. 
Well, there's no question now because Northwestern lost. Right. Which is, hey, I mean, you got to win. But if Northwestern wins out, that's who they play in the championship. They who play Ohio State. Yeah. As long as Ohio State doesn't cancel another game. But like you, you could make you could just ruin a college football fan because it's like they 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 the because there is no way they're better than them. Well, if they haven't earned that C, they haven't earned. Who cares about if they're better? And that's the college Colin, football thing. I was coming down the street and I was listening to Colin, mm-hmm. and Colin Coward said college football has a problem where it is basically the the top three: Alabama, Clemson. I know Clemson's really not the top three this year, but usually. Clemson and Ohio State seem to be miles ahead of everybody else. So he said, what, power five, yes. I mean, not power five, yeah. five star. Yeah. yeah five, just, and he just was saying it just seems to be a problem because there is no balance. It's those three teams. Mm-hmm. The fourth team is whoever gets in, but you're not picking them to be any of those three. Even still, right now, the top four is Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Clemson, and people still think Clemson would beat Notre Dame, even though Clemson's ranked at four. So it's like, no matter who gets in there at four, they're <laughs> nowhere near what the other three are. So Colin said, what you need to do, college football going forward, he said something about, of course, having there be a president of college football, not letting the conferences just pick and choose and be their own entities. Cool, all right, whatever, I get that. That's not the main point, though, that I really took away from it. What I really agreed with, he said, is you cut down the scholarship sizes for these schools. Instead of each school having the 80 football scholarships that they have, maybe cut it down to 70 or 65. He said it'll force these schools like the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States, not to always be able to just offer these five-star recruits scholarship after scholarship. Other schools would have opportunities of offering these five- and four-star school or, or recruits scholarships. I think it would be a a good step in that direction because think about it. You still would have 60-plus players on scholarship, okay? Right. The, the argument would be, are you, do you really want to take kids' scholarships away for the sake of equity in college football? Well, say you got a hundred students. I mean, a hundred schools, Hunter. And you take fifteen away. Well, that's fifteen hundred well, students Kevin, just don't give a college. This is where he made education. another good point. <clears throat> and I know Colin. Maybe you don't need a hundred people. Colin, in roster. Colin to me, yes, Colin to me. Wait, good points, but he also makes dumb points. But this is another one that I think is a good point. He said, "College football is going to get to a point now if they don't fix the landscape of like." at least kind of an even distri- distribution of power, that it's going to be like college basketball and kind of be irrelevant. Like, nobody, it's just going to get so boring because every year, it's, it, and it's already like that to a lot of people. To, I, me, to it's you, been to you it's been boring. And mm-hmm. to me, it's getting boring because, mm-hmm. you know, I, to, the only thing that gives me a sliver of hope is the fact that Georgia is at least competitive every year. They're at least competitive. But even I know you got to get through Alabama. And even if you don't, you got to get through Clemson and Ohio State and maybe Oklahoma. He said, "Oh, college football is going to get to the point where it's going to be like, who really is going to care when their team? Because think about it, the one, the, the the fans that should be like, what the fuck at the end of this season is is if Cincinnati goes undefeated and, and at least is sitting there at sixth or seventh mm-hmm. in the polls because they're like, well, what else are we supposed to do? What's the point of us caring next year and the year after where even if we do go undefeated for, oh, I don't know, the next three seasons like Central Florida was doing, we're still not even going to be able to compete for a national championship. Right. It, it just gets to the point where it's like, well, well, who cares? At least in college basketball, 
the regular season is where a lot of people are kind of like, eh, who cares? But when March gets there, it's because there is that opportunity for, I know I can agree with you and think there are just too many teams that are mm-hmm. in, but even still, it's more than just the four that are playing for a national championship. Mm-hmm. Hell, anybody could have an upset at any point. We've seen Lehigh beat Duke. We've seen a 16 seed be hey, a, beat a one hey, seed. How high? Lehigh. <laughs> I mean, we, we've seen— That's a, for you, Chris. We've seen Florida Gulf Coast go on a run. If it came down in college basketball to only your top fours, we wouldn't have had two straight years of Butler in a national championship with a Brad Stevens coach team and Gordon Hayward on it. Like, we wouldn't have that. So I can agree with Colin because I think it's already there. College football, for the most part, is boring. Sure, you can root Mm -hmm. for your team because you want to see them win, but in the back of your mind, you're like, well, this is kind of just an exhibition game because it really doesn't matter. I think what our poll does and, and what college football doesn't do is, is the qualifiers. And because as a as a fan, mm-hmm. as a North Carolina let's say you're a North Carolina fan hunter, and I ask you, well, how do you how do you get in the national championship? You gotta go undefeated and beat Clemson. Right. But you have if to win it, but, the ACC and go undefeated. Yes, you have to win the ACC. If you go undefeated and losing the ACC championship game, is there a chance you wouldn't be in it? Absolutely. We would be like tenth. Okay. So if Alabama goes ten and eleven and zero and loses in the SEC championship game, are they in it? Yes, probably. They're the four seed. That's the problem. That's the problem that that that, that fans have of all these other schools. And ninety nine percent of people who went to college went to another school besides those three people. Yes. So most of America, most of the people who you want to be your fans, their school has no chance of winning because of the rules that you guys laid out. And here in the and what it is again with no qualifying. You can sit there and say, well, my team, if, he, if if my team wins the in every other sport in the world, if your team wins the division or conference, you're in the playoffs. Yes. Can you name any other sport that that would have to happen in that no. you wouldn't get in? No. But in, in this, it's, well, if you win your division, then what we're going to do is have four people discuss whether you're worthy or not. That's basically all it is. Are you worthy enough to be in our in our little tournament? Right. And that that's, and, and, and people know when smoke's being blown up their ass. You know, people know yeah. when someone's pissing on their leg and they say, oh, it's raining, it's raining buddy, I promise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people know this. And, and and people, you know, you talk conspiracy theories all you want over the years, but people's been blown enough bullshit over the years to, 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 to just, they're, they're tired of it. Right. And and at some point, he's right, there's a breaking point, and maybe maybe the, the 2020 corona stuff is, is the is the breaking point on some of this. Uh, even if it gets to stupid conferences, I don't care, as long as there's qualifiers. Because then, if there's qualifiers, then you can say to Alabama's, "Sorry, buddy," and the Ohio states when they get whiny about not being put in over someone's opinion, mm-hmm. like you didn't. If you don't qualify, I can't put you in, and, and, and that that's it's 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 I don't know. It's not good. It's not a good sport to to be run the way it is when it could be better. It, it could be it could be better. I, I I'm not like I just I, I don't it. see just I just don't run. see how college football can't follow. The damn NFL model, <laughs> you know? Oh, you won your division. You get this spot just based off of your, you know, your your how you finish in the in the league. We know good and well that the four division division winners are going to host a home game. Yeah. Okay, and then after that, it just is how you fall, how you finished in the division in your uh, in your conference. So, I just I just don't understand that. All right, let's talk Corona football. Um, this week was just nuts. As far as uh, in the NFL, uh, San Francisco 49ers, uh, Denver Broncos. They're playing in Zona. They're going to be the Arizona Pittsburgh 49ers. and Baltimore, Tennessee. Um, 
People are starting to worry if the season's going to be finished. They haven't canceled a game yet. Um, however, Hunter, I don't know. Have they? They haven't to me been consistent in how they delegate or or or, or move games. Like mm-hmm. this Steelers game has been moved twice. It's been moved to tomorrow night, right? I, and it I was, was moved like, to Sunday. Then it got moved to Tuesday. But the Broncos game, they just they won't even negotiate. They were playing it. Mm-mm. They're like. You didn't wear your mask. You did it on purpose. You're out. Like, what? Mm-hmm. So you can't prove that any of these people actually have it. But we're going to keep with the game and make you play with no quarterbacks. Broncos, How is that? Compa- should the Broncos, Broncos test today? All of them came back negative. Well, should the Broncos test that they had not this almost? Morning, and I, and I'm not really trying to be the one that goes here and stuff. But could they not almost sue the league for? Uh, a competitive, I know they a competitive disadvantage. To, to, they weren't allowed to win yesterday. The Broncos, no, because they had to bring up a wide receiver off a practice squad that hadn't played quarterback since he was in college. And then they had rule, certain rules, like they got rules in the NFL, like that. So the Broncos, you hear what they wanted to start? Their offensive coordinator. <laughs> Not the it might have been the passing of the, the quarterback's coach. Maybe, probably. But, but seriously, that, that's who they they asked the NFL if they could start him. He said he knows their offense better than anybody. Can we just play him? And they said no, because they have a rule that you can't. They don't want you stashing players on the coaching staff. So whatever that rule would keep a, a team from hold on from holding the forty seventh best player in in Denver <laughs> off the team, like that's kind of a dumbass rule. I understand maybe yeah, right. the idea behind it, but what really? So they couldn't bring that guy. So that was their fifth option. Then people were like. Kaepernick, Tebow, and then there was a rule like you had to be like with a team a day and then in quarantine and all that. So yeah. they were not allowed to play. Basically, I mean, I think it's getting to the point now where you at least have to be signed to the fifty-three man roster, right? Outside of would, practice, but squad. why wouldn't they let allow the Broncos a couple extra days like they have every other team almost on? The see, now, I didn't, see something I didn't, I, missed, I didn't understand that. Mark Schlereth came on when I was listening today, and obviously he's a Bronco guy, and he's the one that was uh, covering the Broncos game as well, and he said, you know. At, at some point, the NFL was kind of getting a little bit tired that they had to do this. Uh, they they thought and felt like teams maybe weren't taking the protocol set in place seriously. He said, so unfortunately, he thinks that Denver was just the sacrificial lamb. They were just they were just the ones that the NFL said, you know what? We have had this in place. It is starting to get out of control with these teams right now. It doesn't seem to be that people are really taking all of our protocol seriously. So guess what, Denver? We hate that it has to be you, but at the same time, we need to really come down and show the rest of the teams in the league, hey. We're done really being flexible with you guys not following our protocols and keep just pushing these games back on the schedule. So that's what Mark Schlereth said. That's what he believes it was. He thinks Denver was really just, no, he was. they were just a sacrificial lamb. They were the piece of hay that broke the camel's back. It's just that Denver just, that just happened to be them this week. Do you think? Especially uh, because of the whole Denver, or the whole Baltimore and Pittsburgh debacle. Because even now, Pittsburgh has got positive cases going right now. So I, I'm, I think that the NFL literally just looked down at everybody or at everybody in their meeting and said, you know what? It just doesn't seem like any of these bastards are listening to us. <laughs> I mean, what's the point? We, we just got to come down hard on them. And it's the same thing, you know, that they used to do with the fines. They used to find the hell out of you thinking it's going to make you stop or make you listen to the rules. So, hey... I hate that it happened to Denver, 
Um, there's no guarantee, really. I thought they would win that game anyways. I thought New Orleans was going to well, be... No matter who was going to be out there, I, I figured New Orleans was going to win that game. That but. was one of my questions, Hunter, is that the, the Baltimore... Okay, the Baltimore um, Steelers game mm-hmm. has been changed twice, and that has heavy um, playoff implications. Do you think that has anything to do with any of the decisions in Denver only having four wins on the season? Um, it might have. The problem, though, for – the really the problem I have with that thought, though, is there's – I mean, RG3 is going to be the quarterback now for Baltimore because Lamar is tested positive and he has to go at least seven days unless it comes back his next test is negative. So he's not going to be ready. They're going to be – they have no running backs. J.K. Dobbins, or at least their two starting running backs are out for Baltimore. So no matter how I looked at it, I felt like Baltimore was behind the eight ball regardless whether you were going to push this all the way back to Thursday mm-hmm. or Friday. Um, at least because if the NFL really cared about this having such heavy playoff implications, then they would have pushed it till Thursday, Friday, hell even. Or they would have rescheduled it to be played at the end of the season. Because then they would have been like yeah. that extra week that they kind of gave for if there was any cancellation of a game or postponement to put it there. Because then they could say, well, we'll have everybody hopefully at full strength. Lamar versus Big Ben. Everybody on the field. But it doesn't look like they really, it doesn't seem to be, that doesn't seem to be the case. Right now they're just like, we got to get the game in. Sorry, right. Baltimore. But I think they did that, though. The same reason why I said they did what they did, they did to Denver yeah. is eventually Baltimore's cases just started to get out of control, yeah. and they just started to mash up and mash up, and they said, look, well, we can't just keep pushing you back, and it's unfair really to Pittsburgh because we took away Pittsburgh's late bye and gave it to them early when they had to reschedule one of their games. All right. <laughs> I'm going to read these stats, okay? And the the quarterback stat is not good. And I want you to humor me and answer me honestly. Yes. All right. Taysom Hill was 9 of 16, 78 yards and a pick. Hinton was 1 of 9 for 13 yards and two picks. (laughs) 1 of 9, 13 yards and two picks. (laughs) Tell me Chaz can't play in the NFL. (laughs) He could. (laughs) He could. Combined, Hunter, they were 10 of 25. 91 yards and three picks. <laughs> Taysom Hill is getting $10 million a year. Mm. And he went down of 16, 78 yards. <laughs> 10 Didn't million. Didn't he have like two rushing touchdowns, though? Uh, yes. 10 he, for 44 and two rushing. So Taysom Hill. He's a running back. <laughs> he is. Uh, it, if he does this for five years, Hunter, he'll make more than Luke Keekley made in his whole career. That's all he'll have to do. Is yeah. Because Taysom Hill's gonna make more than Luke Keekley he did in his whole career, no matter how great you think Keekley is, that backup quarterback, him and Chase Daniels making ten million dollars mm-hmm. a year. And is making so much money, and that's why I was like, Man, don't <laughs> come on, Chaz, get out there. But one of nine for thirteen yards and two picks. The NFL would rather have that hunter than reschedule the game. That's what was weird. That's what's weird to me. It's like that you're not you're not actually putting out a quality product. No, if, it was if you're not going to allow one quarter. I don't think. I'm be honest. I don't even think I could have found that game anywhere if I tried to look for it. I was hoping it was on TV. I wanted to watch that. No, I, I had dying. no. I had I was no dying desire. To watch what the Broncos? Were I had do. no desire. To me, if I was Denver going into that game, 
I would have done nothing but maybe a five back rotation, and we're just running the football. It was. It's like watching the Crest Chargers run the run the. Uh, Hell, I'll run the option. They ran the Wildcat the whole time. I'll just run the they option. They ran thirty three. I'll runs. go Georgia Tech on you in the NFL and run the triple option. <laughs> Had thirty three rushes. Old Georgia Tech. They don't do that now. Nine passes. Old Georgia Tech. Thirty three nine. I wanted to watch. I wanted to see it and, and see what. I happened. knew it was going to be ugly. I. I what was that? that? Was a four o'clock game? If I'm he not mistaken, it three. was either I watched that or I watched <laughs> the Tampa Bay Kansas City game. So I was like, okay, I think I'll watch the other one. I just, uh, I, I can't believe the NFL would do that and just send them out there and and. Well, what I don't like that the NFL didn't do is at least let them sign, like how you said people were screaming just for them to sign some sort of quarterback. Hell. Just pick one up for a game. Give him one game check. Say, look, buddy, I, you know you're only going to do this for one day, but damn. How many how many NFL players have ended up in the hospital over Corona? None. I don't think we've had one. How many professional athletes, period, have we had end up in the hospital? Can you uh, name one? I don't. We've had a lot of people test positive. A lot of people miss games. But has anyone ever been in the actual hospital? I don't know, but I, we haven't seen, uh, as far as I know, any of it. But let's go through some of these games, and, uh, and then I want to get to uh, this little fun topic here. A um, couple of, let's go through some comments. Uh, Thursday, Texans beat the Lions. Shit show, but yeah, they did that. And then, and then Patricia got fired, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tweeted during that game. I did. I tweeted, if I am Detroit. I'm going to let Matt Patricia enjoy his Thanksgiving weekend, but on Monday, his card does not work when he gets to the building. And guess what? They fired him. <laughs> I fi- Listen, I'm telling you, it was a matter of time. You cannot be there this is for like, almost three to four years and have a losing season. This is like Vanderbilt firing Derek Mace. What do you expect, Hunter? No, no, no. I'm just it's saying, the Detroit like, Lions. what I mean by this, though, is... <laughs> Sorry, Detroit fans. Caldwell, Caldwell, who they had... Before him, at least made, I think, one or two playoff appearances. Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. And then they brought in Matt Patricia thinking, oh, well, he'll be able to take us to the next step. And the three or four years that he's been there so far, he has had a losing season, losing season, and a losing season. So he obviously just wasn't he just wasn't the fit. Now, I'm going to say this right here and now. We can cut it down, see if it actually happens So in this offseason. We'll remember this. Detroit, you are now in the position not only for a general manager, but a head coach. Call Kansas City. Get Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator from Kansas City. He is deserving of a head coaching position. You got Stafford, who is still competent enough. If he got an offensive system around him, do it. You know who should take his job? Take whose job? The Detroit job. The oh, the head coaching job. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say a name you'll never think of, and but I have my reason. Is he an ex-player or is he an ex-coach? Coach. Has he coached recently? Within the last five, six years. Yes. Is he fired? So you talk about NFL. Yeah. No. Oh, he's the only. Co- oh, he's in the college game. Mm-hmm. Is he? Is he currently coaching? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of one. I thought you would name another person. I think you're going to say another name, but I'm. I'm thinking of. Did you think else. I was going to say Urban Meyer? No. I thought you'd say Jim Harbaugh. No, I was going to say. He's Tom. already in Michigan. I know. I was going to say Tom Herman. What I was. What I. Who I think should take the job who has told everybody on this planet that he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, that he's the great wizard of Oz, that he's just the awesomest coach of all time, Nick Saban. 
go to he's not going to no, the well, NFL. Well, no, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, big boy, you the man. You that dude loves people praising him. Oh, I know. He went to Miami and was shit. Let's go to Detroit and see what happens. And that's my thing with these great college hmm. coaches. Like I said last weekend, we always talk about the Dabos and and you know, but they never go to you. You never go to Vanderbilt. And make them a national champion. They never go to South Carolina and make them a national champion. They go uh-uh. to Alabama and, and the Michigans and Ohio. Nick Saban's got, listen. He's got too much money right now. He's not risking. It. He's he's set for life. Twenty million dollars. He's set. I know they could, but he's set for life right now because he has to look no, at said, it. That was me personally. What I, what I want. No, I, want I know, him but, to, I but want if him I, to go now, prove if himself. I if I had to sit here and genuinely think about maybe a college coach to go to Detroit, but Harbaugh wouldn't surprise me. Harbaugh wouldn't surprise me because his time in Michigan is ticking. I, mean, yeah. I think it's almost done, and I I don't necessarily know if it'll be the school that fires him or if it's him walking away. Because he's he's done that before. It might be a mutual thing. Um, I think Tom Herman, because his time is coming to a close at Texas, and it's one of those things where Cliff Kingsbury was the coach at Texas Tech, and, and he didn't really have winning seasons, but now he's in the pro game coaching the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and it fits better for him. What I've heard so far out of Tom Herman is he's just so intense, and he just rubs people the wrong way, Pro's and I'm thinking— with that. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, you think college kids are really because that the problem is, is that he's getting out recruited at Texas, mm-hmm. and that's probably what's rubbing kids the wrong way from wanting to come and play them at Texas. But maybe go to the professional game. I, I don't know. And uh, the other one that's going to be thrown around is the one that a lot of people thought Jerry Jones was going to hire is Lincoln Riley out of Oklahoma. But, yeah, a lot of people. Uh, but I don't know. To me, if you're Detroit and you're in the position for a head coach and you want one that's been in in the NFL already, you you went defense, defense. You need to go offense and go get Eric Bieniemy. All right, Hunter, who's the best team in the NFC? As of right now, with the record, is the Saints. So last week I had the Rams at the two spot in the NFC, and, and they, they got beat. beat by San Francisco with no Garoppolo. Um, they are a Anomaly. Yes. I have no idea I, about the Rams. Every time, every I can, they beat the the Buccaneers the week before. I, I, I miss picking their game about every week. Every, because I, it's, I, I never, it's I have no idea. I'm, it's almost 50-50 at this point. They're seven and four. Thought they were in the. I, and I every every time they get high, what do I always say? I don't trust golf. And then they suck up for two games. But 49ers can't play at home now. Playing in Arizona, they're going to be playing at the Cardinals' home stadium uh, because of. Uh, their county has shut down everything. You thought, everything. You, you no thought outdoor our governor was, was bad. San Francisco's. It, it, I've heard. There, I've heard many. Worse. I've heard many people that live in California that are on-air personalities are also disagreeing a little bit with some of the. Uh, they they can't, they always phrase it. I don't want to get political, but some some of the regulations that California's kind of passing might be a little bit over the top. Well, yeah, it's all political. So you, if if the people are making decisions, are going to make it political. You should be able to you should comment and make up make your own uh poli- yeah. political. But stand. that that one right there, I didn't. I just don't agree with that. No, right. no outdoor venues at all. Yeah, it's weird. And how we're like, are they just going to share the practice facility with the Cardinals? I thought we were trying to prevent the spread of the coronavirus by limiting how many people go into the same place. I did. This is it's just this has just gotten really weird. Yeah. All right. So. Do we, call, do we call them the Arizona 49ers now? I mean, you're the expert on that Maryland football team there. I guess we do. Are they the Arizona football team? I mean, the San Francisco football team. If they're not in California, they're not the 49ers anymore. Are they the? Do they even claim Arizona, or do they just claim the city of Phoenix? The team formerly of Santa Clara football team. Santa Clara. 
There you go. <laughs> All right, Hunter. Uh, can I request that you and Tom not mention the Oakland Raiders anymore this year, or the Las Vegas Raiders anymore? No. <laughs> They're hot garbage. They're not hot garbage. They just came out and played <laughs> shit this past weekend. Forty-three to six. I know. I know. I realize. But to, I to to the Falcons. But at least one of those two teams is still in the playoff hunt. Before in it in Oakland or Las Vegas. Well, Sorry. I mean, they're in the hunt, but they ain't in the playoffs right now. Not right now. They have been kicked out of the playoffs for the time being. Uh, I'll give you those in just a second. But I did want to. I saw that. And I'm like, ah, I gotta say something, Hunter, about those jokers. Um, over in New York. The Giants, Hunter, take the lead in the they NFC do. East. They do. And, I, and then lose their quarterback. Yeah, Jones is hurt. I don't, they, know, I don't know how long he's hurt, though. It says he might be out for a while. They, look, listen to this. The Giants started 1-7 and seven mm -hmm. and are in first place. Yeah, they're 4-7 now. The, a three-game – we've been saying for weeks, anybody who wins two straights in the driver's seat, they have put on a three-game – Hunter, they were 1-7. and seven. mm Mm-hmm. You had a three-game winning streak at one and seven, first place. Listen, <laughs> I do not want Washington <laughs> to, win this to win this division. I don't. It's going to be a meaningless playoff game, and it's going to take us out of a draft pick. We're going to talk about that in just a second, too. And it's a pretty substantial difference between yes, if you finish is. second in that division or win it. Yes, it is. Um, I totally agree with you. Uh, Titans, who got beat at home by the Can Colts. everybody in this division kind of just like forfeit and say, uh, we'll just give you an extra wild card spot for this position? They're, they're trying. Shit, man. Automatic buy for the for the two seeds. I guess. Damn. So Titans destroy the Colts after Colts destroyed them a few weeks back. Tennessee. Um, Tennessee has got the makeup to win another playoff game this year. I don't know how much of a run they'll make, <laughs> but, I will, but I will say this. Indianapolis Colts. Could not and would not stop Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's walking monster. down the hall and his uh, keychain is hanging out of his pants. Yeah. He caught the doorknob and came, jerked him straight out of his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. But Tennessee, watch out. I'm going to keep my eye on Tennessee when it comes to playoff time. The Arizona Cardinals go for it at the end of the half, to, the first half. Instead of kicking a field goal, miss it, and lose by three. To Cam Newton. Who had two picks who had, for like 83 who's, yards. Whose passing stats weren't much better than the kid from Denver. <laughs> but guess what? That'll go down Cam as a win. Was 9 of 18, 84 yards and two picks. Taysom Hill was 9 of 16 for 78 yards. Now remember this, Hunter. Taysom Hill was 9 of 16, 78 yards and one pick, and people would call him garbage. Cam Newton, 9 of 18, 84 yards and two picks, and be like, well, you know, he was the MVP. <laughs> blows my It's beyond me, Kevin. That is beyond me. So he's still out there. Are the Patriots going to bring him back next year? No. You don't think so at no, all? No, the Patriots, well, I'll... I don't any know. Price. I don't know what they're going to do because to me, if I was the Patriots after those first few games where we were like two or three games below five hundred, I was like, you "Just tank, just give up and go get you the quarterback you want." But now you're winning, and I'm thinking, "No, 
You're doing the wrong thing. At some point in the end this NFL season, teams got to go, winning is wrong right now. We, <laughs> we need players, okay? Strategy. Strategy, all right? All winning right. bad, losing good. So here's some strategy for you. Um, a few weeks back, and I wish I could go back. I mean, wish. I guess I damn can, but it would take me forever to find it. At some point about three or four weeks ago, I made you go through the Dolphins' schedule and pick wins and losses, and we came up. There's going to be seven and five at the end of the 12 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> They're seven and four right now, Hunter. Yeah. and Tua th- didn't play this past weekend. And he's been bitched back for well, Fitzmagic. He got benched in the game against Denver because he wasn't really playing good, and they thought they could come back. And then this past week, they if, said it was a thumb. If you're in a playoff hunt, why? and Fitzpatrick was upset that he got benched because he didn't think he had – he didn't lose his he spot. Didn't lose his, he didn't think he had lost his spot. If you're in a playoff hunt as a coach in these grown-ass men, your responsibility is to put in the best best player, player right. to win. Yes. Not develop to a um, – you can do that in the offseason if that's, if that's what you want to do. But they've lost to the Patriots, Bills, Seahawks, and then the Broncos a few weeks back, or last week somehow. Um, they finished – they got the Bengals this week. Is that a win? Yeah. Now then, it gets it gets that, tough at the at end. Eight and four. It's gonna it's gonna get tough at the end. Home against the Chiefs. That's a loss. Home, Patriots. That's a win, maybe. I think so. too. I think it's a win. They might blow them off the field. This might be a big f you to Belichick. It might be. Uh, at Raiders. I think that one can go either way. And at Bills. I think they do lose to Buffalo because that will be frigid weather. So after this week, if they beat the Bengals, Hunter thinks they have a chance to win two more games. So they'll be would, nine and put them at eight. So anywhere well, from eight to ten wins. Yeah, and that is before the season starts. If I said Hunter, uh, Miami Dolphins get nine wins this year with no Tua playing a single down. Well, no, with Tua not really playing at all. I know he played a game, but nah, people would have said you're dumb. Fitzpatrick. People would have said there's would, no Fitzpatrick way. Fitzpatrick lead them. Put it this way. Fitzpatrick is going to lead the Dolphins to the playoffs, and Cam Newton won't lead the Patriots to the playoffs this year. Does that not another bad thing that goes on his resume if Fitzpatrick leads the Dolphins to the playoffs and Cam don't? <laughs> I, I don't. Nitpick, I, I don't. I don't know if that because <clears throat> is this even? This isn't even a full strength New England team. They they have so many there players that are just opted out. That. So. I think I, I think I can say this year, at least for Cam on this Patriots team, there'll be a I can put an asterisk next to this. I'm not gonna say it justifies how he's played, because he has played bad. Mm-hmm. But just as a team as a whole, it is a very bad team. All right. So moving on to some other games. Uh you you watched that Chiefs uh Bucks game. Mm-hmm. It looked like the Chiefs were gonna put up hundred points at one point or they're early in the game, and then the Bucks uh, here's the Chiefs scored 17-3-7-0. The Bucks scored 0-7-3-14. Complete opposite. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you see between these two teams' possible Super Bowl matchup? Uh, I don't know Super Bowl matchup, and it's only because I think Tampa Bay still has too many flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're good enough to make the playoffs. I don't think they're good enough to make it deep in the playoffs. If they don't fix some of the chemistry problems, I believe, that are between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, I think they're legit. I think they really are. Um, Bruce Arians wants to throw the ball down, 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 and Tom Brady is like, we can do that every now and then. Right. But so I don't know if you've caught what Romo was talking about 
kind of before the game and during the game as far as the difference between the Patriots offense mm-hmm. and the Bucks offense. So for, for people that don't understand, like we was talking about earlier, is like when you sit in a room with people who've never played quarterback and they comment on like, why did he throw that ball exactly for Brady? So Cowboys, when Romo was there, had a pre-snap read offense. That's what Brady ran forever mm-hmm. is pre-snap read. Arian's offense is post-snap read which is a completely different thing. So w- w- for folks that don't understand, post-snap means once you get the ball in, in your football, then the play is called, basically. Mm-hmm. And you're reading after the play and is called. And you're gone. basically just going through your progressions until you find the one that looks the best for right. you. Right. You're watching You're watching safety movement, basically. So you get up to the line of scrimmage. you got your, four, say, four verticals. A lot, a lot of teams like to run that for some reason. And... You basically, you're staring, you get up there, you're like, I like my matchup here, I like my matchup here. Whichever way the safety goes, that's the way I'm going to go. So, with a quarterback who's 40 years old, might not be the best thing. Mm. Okay, so pre-snap what they would do, if you would notice, for Romo fans or or, or the Phillip Rivers, the Peyton Mannings of the world, is they pre-snap and they'll put each receiver exactly in the route that they want. Um, All of that pre-snap. So they know going in before they snap the ball, pretty much where they're probably going to go one of two spots. And it's it's totally different and then and and one reason I bring that up is is Jason Witten, remember we talked about this the his Y route. Mm-hmm. That's the extreme example of 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 what we're talking about here is is Witten would run the route, he would run that right at his defender and as soon as he turned his hips, he turned the other way and then he was wide open for at least a split second. And that's what the Cowboys used to do. And Romo used to throw picks and you you you'd see it people like, "What the hell is he throwing at?" Receiver ran the wrong route. And when Bruce Arian says Tom made the wrong read or the receiver ran the wrong route, that's mm-hmm. exactly what he's talking about is that the receiver saw one thing, Tom was looking at another. And then if you're thinking that, Hunter, you get the ball and then you're not re- and then you're not making the decision until after the snap, you go one, two, three. Yeah. Well, this guy's not in the right place. No, no. Now I've got to turn and do something else. And then and you know with their offense is four verticals, so their bailout throw is actually the deep ball. Mm. And a lot of these bailout throws the dump to the running back, which is what Tom's pretty much meant. That's what Tom's always done. Bailout now might be just and deep. One thing that There's a reason James always, threw 30 picks. And one too. thing we've always said about Tom, especially with his days <laughs> in New England, was that he could make any wide receiver good. And that was because he had a little bit of Drew Brees in him with age. Obviously, he could throw people right. open he and can. put it where he is. And Tom is a timing and a precision thrower. When they talk about guys that can absolutely be like a surgeon to defenses, they talk about the Drew Brees probably, and the Tom Brady's and it's like ne- and it's never I like about knowing where my receivers are going to be. Right. And it's but it's never always it's never been about oh he just throws the deep ball. No, it's he picks you apart at least in between 8 to 10 yards down the field. It's not oh he is always consistently hitting these 20 20 yard bombs. And somebody made a good point the other day. I cannot remember who was talking about. It. I was listening to a talk show and he made a good point. He said Bruce Arians has coached Peyton Manning, Carson Palmer, and Ben Roethlisberger and now Tom Brady. And and every year and he coached Jameis Winston. We'll I say that don't too. Skip I know he's co- he coached <laughs> Jameis, but that's actually a very good point. Every year that he coached that quarterback, whether it was Peyton, Carson, Luck Ben, he coached Andrew Luck, and Jason or and Jameis Winston, that was the year they had their most interceptions right. they had ever thrown. Why? Because they're trying to push the ball down the field. They're just taking huge shots. Right. That's just how it is. And 
I don't think I can sit there and say, mate, outside of Jameis being a question mark, that those weren't really damn good quarterbacks in Ben, Peyton, Carson Palmer, Andrew Luck, and now Tom Brady. So, uh, to me, that's why Kansas City, that's a known commodity. They're going to probably be right there in the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. One of those two is that their destination. Tampa Bay, it's a chemistry thing. All right, Hunter, a couple more questions for us to do the show. Mm-hmm. We'll go to the Browns for this one. Okay, I like it. Is Chubb the best running back in the NFL? Um, It's either going to be Nick Chubb, Derek Henry. I'll, I'll say this. Two of them are in the AFC, one of them in the NFC. It would be Nick Chubb, Derek Henry, or Dalvin Cook. It would be one of those three. Mm-hmm. And I'll even throw out there, I think the best dual threat running back is not Christian McCaffrey, obviously, because we haven't seen him this year. He's damn good. He would be my second, but I think the best one is Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara is an absolute mismatch for no matter whether he's running the ball out of the backfield or taking the ball out on a swing pass or just going downfield with somebody. But Nick Chubb, if you want to talk about a pure running back for what just he all you're supposed to do is hand the ball off to him and he's running... I think he's faster than Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's as strong as Derrick Henry. Nobody's that big. Yeah, nobody's that big. <laughs> that and no, big. And nobody has that stiff arm as nobody's vicious as he big. does. So, I think he's close. Let me give you some fun stats. He's, he's damn close. He's only played seven games this year. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, because he was hurt for two or three. He's second in average yards per attempt. First is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray just gets out At 6.7. Nick Chubb's averaging 6.3 yards a carry. He's good, man. On a handoff. He's good. I saw it at Georgia. Look, so, he's good, man. So, yard, total yards, he's tied for sixth, and he's only played seven games. So, for example, um, for someone, uh, he's tied with Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake has 53 more carries, and they got the same number of yards. I think Drake's only missed, like, one game, too. Yeah, so. he's missed one. Yeah. And he's got 53 more carries than, than than Chubb, and Chubb's got the same number of yards. Um, how about Ezekiel Elliott for you Cowboys fans? Chubb has more yards than Zeke. Uh, Zeke has 70 more carries. 70 more carries and less yards than and Nick guess Chubb. guess what? Nick Chubb was not a first-round draft pick. No, he wasn't. He was second or third. That's insane. It's just insane. He's good, man. Look how good he is. We're getting ready to produce another two running backs out of Georgia, all right? Zamir White and Dalvin Cook's brothers coming out, too. Mm -hmm. So if y'all need running backs, well, Cleveland Cleveland don't. I'm just saying, (laughs) NFL, if you need running backs, there's a reason why Georgia's getting ready to be called RBU, all right? We we produce them. In fact, Kareem Hunt Mm -hmm. has 24 less carries than Zeke and one less yard. I think so. That, the Browns have two running backs that with less carries than Zeke and, they, and more yards well, than him. Well, I will say them. this too: you did a good thing in Cleveland this year. You addressed your offensive line situation by getting Conklin out of Tennessee, mm-hmm. which was very good. Uh, you got another. I, I think Hooper helps a lot as well if he's not receiving passes mm-hmm. on the offensive line as well. So you've done a good job addressing what you need for the offensive. Uh, part of it. The only thing I think you need to address now is just bolstering that defense to where if they don't get injured, you know, so if, that's it. If, so Baker is kind of in the same, he's the Ryan, to me he's in the Ryan Tannehill game of he's good enough to, to win. Mm. Uh, I, I, and I went back and I'll bring up bring him up Saturday if Tom wants to talk about it. You know, Bernie Kosar had only had four, he had four a four winning season stretch. Mm. His stats weren't off the charts, but 
what do those Browns teams have? Great defenses and great running games. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking at was their the running game's good, if not the, one of the well, best. Well, to me, that's, in, in that's why Kansas City, to me, is I know they have one loss, but that's why really going forward, I think they're just about unbeatable. Is because their run game is beginning is getting better and better better with Clyde Edwards Hilaire and the addition of Le'Veon Bell. You know what they already could do through the passing game, and their defense will just consistently like they're not horrible. They're good enough right. a, a top twelve defense to at least get it. Get so you what there. happens to offenses like that, Hunter? Is is obviously their their offense is good enough to score on anybody. Mm-hmm. But what happens to them if you look at the the Patriots, for example, the Minnesota Vikings when they went fifteen to one with Randy Moss, both teams with Randy Moss. That went that, didn't didn't he, get the chip. I think he went like thirty four and one, and, and didn't, <laughs> didn't get neither the one chip. of them got it. Or thirty four and two, neither one of them yeah. got a championship. Yeah. Um. So uh, the thing about those offenses that at somewhere, somewhere, someplace in the playoffs, you can get a really good hot defense, and yeah. that's going to be the matchup problem. Um. Oh, and we make the mistakes of saying, well, if they play Pittsburgh, we're going to be like, Ben versus Mahomes, and that's not the deal. It's Defense the, versus those moms. defensive backs versus versus what whatever can can you keep the cheetah in check and That's tough. And, Oof, and and good lord you know I played against him in fantasy this week I was winning until his game started <laughs> do you know how many points he dropped in fantasy alone fifty nine <laughs> God Almighty so Steelers have the one defense Dolphins two Ravens three Rams four Saints five Chiefs six. All potential should be playoff teams. Yeah. Your, your football team in in Maryland up there is a seventh rate. Best we got defense, a great defense. Hunter. I'm said I'm serious. I said it Saturday, uh, and I've said it to somebody else that was trying to tell me, you know, you can win games with Alex Smith. I'm like, no, he's the he is the going to be the only thing that holds us back. That and maybe uh, ensuring offensive line and maybe one other wide receiver. Why? Because we got a good defense. We got a damn good defense. We got good young weapons and Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson running out of the backfield. But Alex Smith, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I know what he is. I've seen him at his peak. He was he was good in Kansas City. He was making playoff games. But was he getting them past the hump? No. Why do you think they went to Patrick Mahomes? It's not like the season before they moved off of Alex Smith, they had a losing season. No, they made the playoffs. I think they just lost that playoff game to Tennessee, and they saw and realized, oh, we're kind of, we're limited. But this guy, it it breaks it wide open, and that's what I mean by like, I don't really care if Washington wins the division. I don't care if we win <laughs> another game. I want one of these top quarterbacks coming out. I want us to be able to get it and hit the right one this time, and then fill in around. Well, and that that is a big and you got to remember too. Right if one. you're picking third or fourth in the first round, guess what? You're picking third or fourth again in the second round and the right. third round. Right. So, real quick, uh, last game I wanted to touch on before we talk about potential draft and playoff spots is um, Panthers. God, that was a Carolina Panthers way to lose. Was that game drunk or what? <laughs> oh my God! I mean, baby, baby, BB or whatever his name is, let that thing just hit right off his chest. <laughs> How drunk and, was oh. that game? <laughs> One team led, the other team led. Uh, last second scores. Kirk Cousins marched down the field. He had going into in like that thirty five seconds. People don't realize, you know, Kirk Cousins gets a lot of crap, but he's efficient. All right, he he's he's very up. efficient. Kirk Cousins has fifteen game winning drives in his career. <laughs> He's good when it's like that crunch time moment. It's he's like, good against dang. the prevent defenses. I see it. He's killing. That's that. it. He's carving them up. 
He's carving them up. I mean, uh, that game was wild. Kirk Cousins, to me, is Alex Smith just younger. You know he got a ceiling. You can win with him. Is he taking you to the next level? Maybe not. So the Panthers did improve their defense this year, Hunter. They are now, uh, let me be accurate, 15th, I think, overall in scoring defense. Chin, who they drafted. That was a hit. That was a really good hit. Chin. He is going to be special. He's He's like a box safety. Oh, okay. It's like a box safety or a cornerback. Regardless, he got back-to-back plays. First time it ever happened where he fumbled, got the fumble, and scored. Okay. That was him. Yeah, that was him. So, he's a rookie. Hey. Well, the Panthers they, they've got, up. They've, they're on the rise on defense. So, about five or six weeks ago, Hunter, we had seven teams giving up 30 points a game. Mm-hmm. Now, we only have one. Defense is starting to catch up. Can you guess which team? Still giving up 30 points Dallas. a game, and it's 32 points a game. Is it Dallas? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because they gave 41 to us. So. Yeah. Last year, Panthers gave up 29. We're second worst in the league. They're 25 now, and that's moved them up into the middle, kind of almost middle of the pack. So they improved there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is my thing with the NFL. Defense uh, needs to win. Uh, he, last year, you know who the worst defense in the NFL was, Hunter? See if you can guess that one. Panthers were next to last. Was it, it was not Tampa. They were, you're they close, were close in geography. Was Tampa, it Jacksonville? Nope. Miami. Well, it was Dolphins. Last year, the Dolphins gave up the most points in the NFL. Hunter, this year, they're second. They went from 31 points to 18 in one year. Cut off two touchdowns a game. Helps you playing this year's New England in one year. and Miami twice a year. You and Jets. you're getting ready to play. Yeah, already had the, the Jets. Jets sorry. Fun. Yeah, and you're getting ready to play the Bengals without Joe Burrow. But again, Whew. thirty dead last to second is outstanding. I will say this though: that game's unfortunate, the Miami and Cincinnati game, because I was really looking forward to if two was playing by then. Joe two versus and, neither one of them's and, playing. And neither, neither one of them's playing. <laughs> it's Fitzpatrick versus Finley. Yeah, no. Uh, who's, who's I don't I don't know who this quarterback is for Cincinnati, for Cincinnati but it now. was not Finley that played this past weekend. It might be this coming up, but it was not Finley this past weekend. All right, so setting up your standings, what we just talked about a few minutes ago about who wants the pick, um, and and this is what I wanted to get to earlier, Hunter. If the season ended today, mm-hmm. the Giants would be in playoff the wise. playoffs. Yes. That would make them, let's see, for, they would be picking, if 14 teams make it, they would be picking 18th. Mm-hmm. Cowboys would be picking 4th. Eagles, 7. Skins, 9. That's a substantial jump between so Houston 2nd and 1st. It's either a top 10 pick or 18th. No, there's no way. You're 18th pick it. in the draft or your top 10. And if you're in Dallas's case or any of the other ones, if you lose more. So let, let's start. With, let's let's do the draft right like this, Hunter. Mm-hmm. And my question earlier was, do the Dallas Cowboys end up with Trevor Lawrence? I don't think so. And here's why. Here's my reasoning. One, you can pay Dak Prescott off an ankle. They haven't been willing to, but with a good ankle. Now you got a broken ankle, you're going to pay him $35 million a year where you can draft a guy for free. You have Andy Dalton, who you could probably pay $10 million a year and, and keep him, mm-hmm. right? Two years, t- two, two years, $20 million to Andy Dalton. 
You're sitting there in the fourth pick. Are the Jets picking a quarterback? Mm-hmm. You think so? Mm-hmm. No more Sam Darnold? What are they going to do with him? You have to move off of him. But what do you do with him? Is that a cut? I think they try and trade, see what they can get for him. Who trades for Sam Darnold? Is that a backup? Or is that a Unless starter? somebody looks at him and says the what he has put on the field is just a product of his situation mm-hmm. and he can actually play, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Because you then you have to look around and like I've like I said with Cam this past offseason, it is slim pickings for teams that just genuinely need quarterbacks right. that aren't just gonna look at the draft and say, Well, they're ready now. I'm just gonna draft them this year. And I'm just trying to look at teams that who would say yes to Sam Darnold? Denver? Maybe. With the Giants? No. They like Daniel. They Bay- like Jones. With the Bears? Maybe. With Washington. I, I'm not gonna say no, maybe. Okay. Because so, I don't know what's going on in their heads at all up at there. At the two pick right now is Jacksonville. They would definitely pick a quarterback. Yes. Three pick is Cincinnati. They're not picking a quarterback. Mm-mm. Then that would mean leave Dallas at four. So, if Dallas wants Trevor Lawrence, they yeah, only have to up. trade up three spots. Mm-hmm. If they're sitting at the four, that's a fantastic spot. Hunter, if you're the Jets, do you take, let's just take, even though he's not really trade bait, do you take Andy Dalton and the four pick and a bunch of other picks? If you're the Jets, you've sucked ass for so long. And think about this, Hunter. This just depends on how sold you are on drafting Trevor Lawrence at one if you're the Jets and saying there's nothing that you can give us. We got to get this guy now. But again, this is Jerry Jones we're talking about. Oh, he'll throw something together. He'll put a deal together. Is he not going to put, is he going to be happy sitting at four and taking a, 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 offensive tackle and re-signing Dak Prescott or would he be more happy making the biggest head this is Jerry Jones talk about this would be the biggest headlines of all time and not only this Hunter let's say he doesn't even have to force his way to one what if Trevor Lawrence says I want to be a Dallas Cowboy trade me there like Eli did and then the Jets don't have a choice because this might not even be on them if you're Trevor Lawrence, do you want to end up in Jacksonville or the Jets? Or do you want to end up in Big D? So this might not even be a, a well, Jones I, moving listen, to one. Now this I will might say be this. A, a, I will an say this. Upon this, this is what would be more attractive to me if I was the general manager of the Jets and Dallas approaches me about the first pick. I would say, Dallas, look. Look at our offense. You know we need help. We need running backs. Because right now our best running back is 37-year-old Frank Gore. <laughs> we need wide receivers. We need tight ends. Hell, we even need offensive line. So I'm open to listening what you would give us. But you got to include some players for this number one overall pick. Because you're taking us out of a consideration for who people are arguing to be the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck came out three or four years. Five, no, Andrew Luck was in the league for like eight years. Mm-hmm. So regardless... That's what he has to do. And if I'm Jet, the Jets, I say to Dallas, listen, you just drafted CeeDee Lamb. You got Michael Gallup. Why don't you trade us Amari Cooper? Oh, you're asking for Amari? Yeah. I'll just, yeah you, just gave him, you just gave him all that money. You give us Amari Cooper. We'll go back to four. So let's say, and maybe a future pick or a second or third round pick. Mm-hmm. Because... If you're the Jets, that's what everybody's talking about right now for the Jets. Is mm-hmm. We're probably going to get Trevor Lawrence. But if you're not going to do that, 
You everybody got, but Sam Darnold. Everybody that. but Sam Darnold. <laughs> that. You, but you got to look around the room and say, well, if we can't get the quarterback, we got to get better in a lot of other places. You know what the wild card about the Jets is? Is Adam Gase, whether he's there or not? No, Adam Gase is going to be gone. Surely he, gone. he'll be gone. Why is he even still there? I don't, I don't know. know. He, he, I don't know. But but so you've got a new GM and a new coach, mm-hmm. and they have to make a decision: Do they want to start fresh again? New coaches, so like Matt Rule and stuff. You know, it's easier for Mike McCarthy to start fresh with a with a new quarterback young, with a young quarterback than it is for a coach who's never been there before. Mm-hmm. So if you put a, a new coach in there that's never coached an NFL game with a quarterback who's never played an NFL game, I think that's your your your, your mix up for bad things. The, the, but that's what I mean though is, so say Dallas does go to one, and the Jets go to four. The problem is, is that Jacksonville's sitting right there at two. They still take and Fields. I think they take Justin Fields. Well, regardless. who's the third guy? Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Is Trask not available? Or I think Zach Wilson from BYU mm-hmm. or Kyle Trask I think from I Florida pop up. Okay. Me because I know, and this is just going to be one of those things. People are going to say, "Oh, it's an SEC elite bias." No. We have seen that Zach Wilson has put up great numbers, but he has not played against tough competition. I saw what Kyle Trask did to a Georgia defense, and he lit them the hell up. So even as a Washington fan, if I'm sitting there at nine right now, I'd think about taking Kyle Trask if he's available there at nine. But but what I'm talking about, though, for the Jets is (sighs) you would then be putting yourself in position for not even the second-best quarterback. You would be having to look at the third, fourth, or your fifth. But best what if you already like Sam Darnold, though? If you like Sam Darnold, then you don't move. Because that, cause and that's you bolt, and you just bolster something. You, if if the Jets were gonna sit on Sam, then I would ask for a whole lot more and Amari Cooper for that one I pick. Say, would, I would, would you I would not say be happy, you would have to give me the four. I want a second, and I want a third. Wouldn't you be happy with? Uh, let's say the Cowboys give you their fourth and their second round pick. Because then you could get the third best quarterback and still have Sam Darnold. Right. So, because Darnold's on a contract. So, then you've got two top three quarterbacks on your roster. Then, in the second round, you use that pick for whatever space that you, that, that you needed after that. So, I think there's a way. I think the closer the Cowboys get to that top, the better chance. If they're sitting there at eight, that's hard to get to one. Mm-hmm. But if they're at four, and Jerry's sitting there thinking, do I pay Dak 35 or I go up and get this kid? And and you know Jerry loves winning headlines more than he does football games. To get Trevor Lawrence on the Dallas Cowboys will be the, the biggest damn headlines. We thought Patriots were might end up with him and people were losing their minds. He ends up with a star on his helmet. There's going to be a lot of, a lot Listen, of fans. Listen, I'll going say crazy. this. I think that Dallas would hit big whether they get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. I okay. think I, I seriously think that would be jackpot for Dallas. I'll and laugh I, my ass off the fields because then I can go, well, Terry, you know you got the Ohio State quarterback. Good luck with that mess. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I think they're both hot commodities. All right, you're the Panthers at six right now. What's your first round pick? Offensive lineman. It's either offensive lineman or the best linebacker available. That's I six. think. It, or, you could or, get the best linebacker. You could get the best linebacker available. Um, How about second round, sixth pick, Chasserat to the Panthers? Second round, sixth pick? You could. I don't see why not. Third round, sixth pick, Sage Rat to the Panthers. 
<laughs> back to back Surratt. You could. You could. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can just bolster that up. They're both they're they're both they're not outside of Chaz who has and a tremendous upside. Sage is not a game breaker. He's a possession receiver. That's what Larry Fitzgerald has made his career mm-hmm. for. So you could do it. You could do it. But then you would also have people raising their eyebrows, kind of like with the Will Greer pick a few years ago, where it's like, oh, did you do that just to make local people happy? Like, you know he played at Davidson Day, and his his, co- his dad and all them are around here. So I, I don't know. Um, the Chaz pick I have no problem with if they were to do that in the second round. And that's just because... I look at their linebacker position, and I'm like, do you think Shaq Thompson is really that guy? You need a middle linebacker to replace what you've lost. You've lost Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley. And sure, they'll never prob- they'll never possibly reach the height that Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley were at. But, I mean, still, it's something that you have to look at going forward if you're the Panthers. I don't know. You, could, you got decent enough cornerbacks the pass rush, maybe you can bolster it. Everybody needs an outstanding pass rush. You got Brian Burns, who's really good. Derek Brown is decent. He's supposed to be uh, be able to bust up through the middle. So if you don't go defense, you have to go offensive line if you're the Panthers. Unless you're just, you see what Teddy's done this year and you're like, it's kind of mediocre. We're sitting at the sixth pick. Trey Lance might be available out of North Dakota State. We might take a shot. We might just blow this whole thing up and restart with a new offense. I don't know. There are, there are so many question marks around what the Panthers can do at six, and, it, and it's really because there are a lot of teams in the NFL right now where they have a quarterback, and he might be suitable to do the job right now. But does he get you over the hump? That's how, that's how where I'm at with Washington. You know, I like Alex Smith. I know what Alex Smith can do, and I know that he's a game manager. But, damn, I don't want a game manager. I want somebody that sees the offense we have, the young components that we have, and says we're going to let it fly, and we're going to try and throw for 350, 400 yards a game, like how Patrick Mahomes does. He's, I know and a lot of people say not everybody's Patrick Mahomes. I get that. I get that. But you need somebody that can break the mold. And that's why, to me, if you're a team right now, and you have a quarterback that you like, he's suitable, but you don't think he's getting you over the hump, you could do you you could move on from it for one of these quarterbacks. And and like I was just saying before you walked away, I don't know if you heard me, the sixth pick, Trey Lance could still be in play at the quarterback position mm. from North Dakota State. Zach mm. Wilson could. And it's just one of those things where you you can like Teddy and you can keep him for your three the three year deal that you have him on, but are you in love with Teddy? Do you think Teddy gets you over that here's, hump? Here's, here's, here's my issue with that is too many times, and I don't know the exact number, Hunter, but you can go through every draft. After the first quarterback pick, I'd bet the next four never made it as far as as, as stud starting quarterbacks. Just go through, the, go through the list of the guys in the NFL right now. Um, I mean, how long Big Ben, Mahomes, Breeze. I'm reading. The, I'm reading the the, the the top records. I'm just going down there. Mahomes was the third quarterback taken. I, I just just hold on a second. Uh, Rogers, um, Ryan Tannehill, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. What I'm what I'm what I mean by it is that a lot of drafts will have three to four or five guys picked in the first round. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is only one of them usually actually hit for good. 
the other three to four are usually, I mean, we're sitting here a year later, two years later, talking about we're going to cut Sam Darnold for the next guy out of college. Like, All right. Like, that's insane to me. Same thing oh, with no, you guys in Haskins. It's, ins- it's insane to me. I've been saying it for forever because I – Stupid, like I said, Colin has good takes and bad t- takes. He had, a, to me, a horrible take this year. He said, the Buffalo Bills are really good. They just have a ceiling. Josh Allen. And I had to immediately tweet at him. I'm like, <laughs> he, you know he's in his third season. He's fourth in the league in passing, 10th in touchdown passes, and third in quarterback rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Like, like let's, let's calm down because he's only three years in. And I know exactly what you mean. I feel the same way way about these young quarterbacks that get picked and they like only if, get two or three years. What you just said a minute ago, Hunter, about um, does the Jets really want to be picking the third quarterback? Right. Is exactly kind of what I, what I was trying to allude to and say to you right there is that But I just mean that same as... Same thing with Haskins. Was he, what, third or fourth pick? In that Haskins was the third quarterback. You feel comfortable at, you know, picking the third best quarterback? I, but see, that that's just by that preference. High. Second that, round's fine. But see, that's just by preference because I had a, I saw a lot of people that said they thought Dwayne Haskins might have been the best quarterback mm. in the draft. They just had a question on he didn't play a lot in college. He only had one full year of starting in college. So it, it just can't, it comes down to that and your, and who you think is the best quarterback in the draft. Just like when the Bears, think about it, the Bears drafted Trubisky over Deshaun mm-hmm. and Patrick because mm-hmm. they thought that was the guy. It just comes down to preference. <laughs> and so what I mean, though, is if you're Carolina, you can think about this. You didn't draft Teddy. I know you signed Teddy, but you didn't draft Teddy two or three years ago. And, it, and you've seen Teddy for the past few years. So if you think that Trey Lance has got an opportunity to be better, I mean, why would you not, though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, drafting quarterbacks is almost like the NBA draft where you you know you have this guy. Yes. You know you have this guy, but the other three, depending on situation, fit. Because, see, that's why, that. that's why, you know, I brought up Josh Allen right there was because Josh Allen was the third quarterback mm-hmm. taken in his draft. They took Baker and Sam Darnold above him, and he's got better records than both of right, them and statistics. Well. So, And it just goes back to fit. Just well, because Trey was in seven and ten range, because a lot of them were. Because it'll be like this: say, say the trade happens, the Jets trade back to four, and Dallas would be at one. Trevor Lawrence would have a lot of success. Why? Because I think Dallas would obviously be a better organization to start out at. Then you look at who would be picked second: Justin Fields. He'd be in damn Jacksonville. I can't guarantee he'll have success for the first two years because it's such a shit organization. Mm-hmm. And then Trey Lance: say he is picked by the Jets if they don't go any other way. Well, the Jets have been a shit show for the past three or four years. There's no guarantee he would have success. But Trey Lance in Carolina, with what Matt Rule has got around him, it could be better. <laughs> so, as far as Cowboys are concerned, the best here's their scenarios. Trade the house to move up to get Lawrence. Yeah. In which they have the worst defense in the NFL already. Yeah. Or keep that, defense. Keep, yeah, right. Keep Dak Prescott at thirty some million, and bolster the defense, or keep Andy Dalton at ten million and bolster the defense. The best actual logical move of all of that is the Andy Dalton move, mm-hmm. and then possibly even trading out of four. If your defense is again what the Panthers do this year, they had to pick seven defenders just to get. And look, I'm I'll just say to lose this. A half a I'll say uh, this. Just one touch. We always talk about fit, fit, fit. If Zach Wilson or Kyle Trask is on the board still at some point, why would you not? Say one of them falls to the second round. You wouldn't pick a quarterback at maybe the fourth You're pick in the Dallas, second. Yeah. yeah, Dallas. If you if you want to move off Dak and still have 
Andy Dalton, but you've got one of them sitting there with the weapons you have around him. Oh, come on. Now. That's a rookie quarterback's dream. Think, Ask Dak about right, it his first year. My biggest problem is on the picking is, is first-round picks are so rare and so valuable that when you miss, mm. it's, it, if you reach for a quarterback hoping and you miss on him, you're missing on a starter at another position. Oh, I know. And that's what's the bad thing. If you take a quarterback in the third round and you miss him, or the fourth round and you miss, mm. you don't really lose anything. Right. But if you go up to Washington, would you much not well, – what if you had another defensive end right now for Chase Young or, or a defensive back or a safety instead of Dwayne Haskins? Wouldn't the team be much better off or or all, or a left tackle right now? Or, or right, yeah, we'd probably be better. You see what I mean? Like, yeah. It, I, so we also were put in a weird position with Alex Smith about losing his damn well, it's leg. Extremely, but. It's extremely hard to to do that. Um, well, yeah, Alex getting that, but you're actually lucky right now that he did come back because mm-hmm. what would you be doing right now if you didn't? Well, I'd still, I'd be fine with us losing. You'd have it. Was is Kyle Allen hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got an ankle. Was, was broken. So, his ankle was broken. He was in a had yeah. surgery on it. <laughs> A uh, couple quick news and notes. How about this, Hunter? Looking at the top 14 teams by record in the NFL, only one team has a negative scoring differential. The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> We're minus 21. <laughs> you just get blown out in some of those games. Yeah. Well, Tennessee beat us by like 75 to start the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> then after that is is a little bit better. But, yeah, I just – oh, that was uh, – the, the, they – if they – if they will improve that defense, that'll be their path to uh, to success. Let's see. Here's a note on Daniel Jones. Uh, strained hamstring forced him to miss some time, whatever that means. They should know more later in the week. So probably not this week for sure. Right. So maybe another team will be ahead of the NFC East by the time we talk uh, next Monday. But that's all I can re- really give you on that one. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Nothing else across there. You got any other news and notes or, or comments on anything that we may have? No, I do not. Didn't get to today. Um, let me make sure I didn't. Cowboys, Trevor. Major League Baseball didn't make an announcement. Did you see they're starting a developmental wood bat league after getting rid of like 40 minor league teams that they're, mm-hmm. they're coming back to do something else. Right. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a Nate. That's a Nate Nate meme. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's what they're saying. What? Instead of Nate Nate. Oh, yeah, Nate Nate, Nate Nate. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh, Jose Canseco. I didn't get to say that Saturday <laughs> about his... <laughs> yeah. Happy Thanksgiving message. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to, to Morgan. Uh here's an Albert Pujols stat, Hunter. He's hit a he has had a base hit off ten percent of all pitchers to ever play. Not batted against. Yeah. He's had a hit yeah. against ten percent of all the pitchers who's ever played in major league baseball history. That's decent. That's it's not bad, is it? Nope. <laughs> Uh, I did see a Bonds one. Uh, I don't know the exact number. It said if they played uh, uh, Bonds um, where every every ball that he hit uh, in, that didn't go out of the park mm-hmm. um, was counted as an out, that his own base uh, OPS would still be over 900 that, that his home run year. 
He's an Counting idiot. only home runs and walks, yeah. his own base plus slugging's percentage was still over 900. Shit. <laughs> That's silly, isn't it? All right, uh, let's see. Any final thoughts, news notes, Hunter? Uh, nope. I'm just happy that we're getting ready to get back into the swing of things. College basketball and the NBA is about three weeks away. Well, so. folks, we'll, we're going to keep pounding away here on YouTube. Uh, we'll put the links on Facebook and Twitter uh, the best we can as long as I'm in Facebook jail. But thanks for tuning in today. Uh, and uh, as always, listen on the podcast and then um, re-watching on, on Facebook and, and the replays on YouTube. Uh, Wednesday, we'll, uh, I think Zach should be here. He hasn't said he won't be, but you never know. Uh, we'll do NFL power rankings. Hunter, I've already kind of made them. I just got to make sure they're in the right order this week with the right thing. I've kicked out the NFC East. I don't blame you. I'm done with them. Do it. I, the, that's, that's fine. That shit is over. It's I'm over. Tired it's over. That. Uh, we'll have that, uh, and then we'll have some more, I guess, news and notes coming up on that. Maybe some NBA action, some more, um, maybe some NBA stuff by then, but but we'll have some fun Wednesday. I guess I gotta take these kids home before they go crazy here. There All right, guys. Go. Thanks for tuning in. KTC broadcasting live shock jokes on KTC.